Joshua chapter 10. I believe I only gave verses, verse 13, but I'm going to add one that, that you don't have to have on the screen if you don't have it, but Joshua 10, 12, and 13, familiar text. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou move in the valley of Ahalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged them themselves upon their enemies. It is not written in the book of Jashar. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about the whole day. I'm going to preach to you on the simple topic that we read here just now. Sun, stand still. Sun, stand still. Still, one more time, would you help me pray and ask God to help us, Lord? We love you. We thank you, Lord, for all you're doing and all you've done. I pray, help us right now. I pray in Jesus' name that you do a work, and I pray that you'd help us, Jesus. In your name, in your name, in your name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us today. I know that, let me just be very, very blunt and very honest. I know that might make some a little uncomfortable at times. You, you think, man, this is new to me. But it's not new to the word of the Lord. It's new to our culture in some areas because some have lost the art of dancing before the Lord. We're not doing that to show. That's not a show of look at me. There's others that will dance in other venues and other places that's more of a look at me. And we celebrate those things. But I believe there's power. And I believe it's also right to come before the Lord and say, you know what, God? I want everything you have for me. And I'm just going to go to another place. Another place where I desire it and I want it. So if you if you a little bit unsure on that, I would encourage you to, as I mentioned before, to expand your thinking a little bit, reading the book of uh, the, the Bible and find out that this was a practice that's been going on for centuries. It doesn't matter truly if you dance or not. It matters who you dance for. That's just the reality. And so I want you to, I want you to look at this text and we'll, I, I, I as I've many times say, and as my children are happy about, I'm not always a long-winded preacher. I think that's oftentimes how you get in that top five category of someone's uh, preachers. Are they long-winded? Well, they're down at seven or eight now. And no, I, my, my kids let me know they appreciate that about, about me. But um, I heard a story the other day about some of our own. I don't know if you know this, but we have, we have a few um, warriors in the building. And I say that um, intentionally and also a little bit loosely, but we have a, a, a bit of a, a group. Of, I could go ahead and say it's probably a small group already um, of airsoft warriors. If you've not, if you've not understood yet what airsoft is, Owen's not here to be picked on today. But um, my my boys have these airsoft guns as well, and they're not yet at the age where I trust them to be set free. But we have some that are, and I say this, it's really a cool thing. I mean they have these long-range rifles, rifles, they have pistols and all these things that are these little, small, tiny, are they plastic, little BBs? Um, certainly biodegradable, right? Yes, exactly. Um, but they're little BBs, and they go out to the woods, and, and it's kind of like back in the day, we had paintball, and we would, we, you know, it was, you'd come home a mess, and you'd, have, you'd be shooting each other from long range with these paintballs, but these guys have goggles, and they have the helmet, they have the attire. And let me just say this to you real fast. 
at least they're not sitting at home on a, on a game set, you know, or something or whatever. I, I, I want them outside. I think it's really cool, and I'm a little bit jealous I've not been invited yet. That doesn't mean I want you to invite me, though, however. That's just kind of stuff I say when I'm preaching. But, um, but these guys went out the other day, and I think Owen was there, John Michael, Wesley, Drew, was there anybody else with you guys? Uh, you don't know yet what I'm telling, but uh, they, they went out to an area where there was kind of, there's no homes nearby too close, and they, they were moving on to another area, and one of them drove up, and there was no room in the car. So if I remember the story correctly, John Michael, at last second, just jumped in the trunk of the car to go a short distance. Do they know this yet, or did I just let everybody know this? That is a, are you going to get in trouble for this? Yes, okay. Thank you. You're, you're grounded, by the way. Um, but at the last second, um, he jumped in the trunk of the car, and they moved down the road just a little bit. I do not encourage this by anybody, by any means. But if you've never been in the back of a car for a short drive, you're missing out. Uh, but he jumped in the back of the car. And with that said, in that moment, a lady had stepped out, and she didn't see the whole thing. She saw, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure like black attire or camo attire. And she saw guns that looked like machine guns. And she looked across the way, and, and she postured herself up, and she was watching because she could see the whole thing. And if I remember this correctly, she yelled, what? Thank you for your service. (laughs) Officer Ward, she yelled, thank you for your service. We're so glad to have you today, by the way. And thank you for all you do for our schools and our community. But she yelled, thank you for your service. And Wesley said, you're welcome. And they drove off into the sunset hopped on a chopper and went back to their homes. The reality is, is that she had good intentions, but she didn't have all the information. She didn't have all the information. She didn't know the whole story, and, but yet oftentimes we can bring ourselves into thinking, this is what's going on right now. This is what's happening right now. This is what's taking place right now, and so this makes sense to me, and now I can react or I can draw a conclusion to what I understand as being the case, and what's amazing is probably what's happened now is that sweet lady has told her friends, you'd have never seen the operation that I saw. You'd have never believed it. I saw these these strapping young men. They were six foot three muscular men that gathered up in this small undercover car and there was not room at the end and the one that was the man of all jumped in the back of the seat he backed to the back of the trunk he fell in that trunk and they went on to save the world and I saw later on in one of my Facebook groups there were some aliens killed in Clark County it had to be them I don't know if that all happened but I just got a feeling something like that might have happened But we can oftentimes draw our conclusions from our own understanding, or if we don't have full understanding, we try to fill that understanding with our own thought processes and what makes sense to us, where oftentimes gets us a little bit in trouble, that you and I would think and have all all the, uh, the lack of understanding, but yet to interject our own ideas where there's a gap. Oftentimes, where that's often where, where offense comes from, where assumptions come from, we're not fully understanding, but yet feeling like maybe I gather the information at the end of it all, we now find ourselves with little bit of the truth, but a whole lot of the untruth, and now we're separated from reality, but yet we're not too sure to do, and the reality is that all we needed was a little more understanding or a little more information, but that's not the way that God works. 
He doesn't work that way. He works in a different, a different climate. He works in a different setting. He works in a place where you and I do not We don't have to have all the understanding. We don't have to have all the facts. We don't have to have all the pieces to put together and say, this makes sense now. I see it. Now I can go and I can part the waters because I see how the Lord would bring up these barriers in the ground to separate the waters. That makes sense how he could do that. Now I trust him. No, that's not what Moses did. Moses stretched forth a rod and did not know how it was going to happen. All he knew was that he had to do the part of faith and God would do the part of action and oftentimes we say God let me have the part of action and fulfillment and the Lord says you've left me out of the equation of working out this for your good I've come today to preach to you this simple simple thought that if you're ever going to see the sun stand still you've got to get past your way of thinking and you've got to come to a place where you say God I don't Know how you're going to do it. Because flawed faith is still faith. One thing I want you to understand about faith is faith opens the door to the supernatural. Faith opens the door to the supernatural. There's only one key to the supernatural. There's only one key. And it's our, our, our faith Oftentimes that comes in the form of obedience. Those are connected. They're, 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 they're kin, we can say in the South. They're related. But you cannot open the door of the supernatural without having faith. If you're trying to figure it out on your own, then you've locked the door of the supernatural. If you walk down that hallway with questions and say, Lord, there's nothing, that's, there's nothing good that can come out of this. There's no way anything can happen. There's nothing. And you've walked to that point, but you've got to that place and you've never crossed over and said, but I know you can work it out. I know you can make a way. You're missing out on a miracle that is waiting to come through that door. It's longing to walk through that place, but you have to have faith to reach down and let that door open in your life. You cannot experience what God has has for you if you do not have faith to open the door of the supernatural. The other thing I want you to understand is oftentimes when you live in the economy of faith, you've got to also be strong in your trust. Trust is a hard thing to deal with in the modern day. Everyone's quick to call foul on something. We're quick to to, to say that this was done wrong and that was done wrong. We're quick to, to judge a moment. We're quick to not understand. But we're, there's, there's been moments in my life where, where my mom or dad growing up, they would say, hey, go do this. And I would say, I don't know why in the world they tell us to do this. Why is it? And then later on you find out there's a good reason why you brush your teeth. It actually makes sense now. And now I'm telling my kids, trust me, you want to brush your teeth. You want to do it. I didn't understand why I did so much math. And I know I'm going to speak to this front section for a moment. I would say I'm not going to need this in life. But randomly at different moments in my life, I've needed algebra. I've needed to understand a few things about calculus. That was a stretch there. But the last one, I, but I've needed to understand some things about math. But, but you've got to trust. And trusting in God can lead to an outcome. There's a typo there. To an outcome that surpasses our temporal comprehension. What, what trust oftentimes does 
is you say there's no way I could comprehend anything coming from this that's good. And we find ourselves often in that storm when we say, this is it for me. That Nothing's good going to happen. Nothing good is going to happen. Nothing good can come. Nothing can operate. And the Lord is saying, if you'll keep coming with me, if you'll keep on this journey, I've got a place I'm going to take you to. But you say there's nothing that can come. And what he's saying is simply, you've got a rod in your hand. I told you to take it a long time ago and you've carried it all this way for one purpose and one purpose only. And all you need to get from there to there is trust. And the middle ground oftentimes makes no sense. The middle ground oftentimes is a place where you can't comprehend how it could work out. But the middle ground is where you say, God, I trust you. I can't do it, but I trust you. I can't make it, but I trust you. And I know you're able. I know you can. I know it's something you can do, God. The woman that, that, was, that was, had, had the issue of blood, the Bible says she had waited and waited and longed and longed, and Jesus passes by. And she did one thing that was a flawed act, but her faith was great. She couldn't get through the crowd. She couldn't get to Jesus. We've heard this preached so many times, but she had a difficult time getting through the crowd. Let me just stop and tell you real fast. I hope, I hope we never become the crowd. We have it all figured out. We walk with Jesus every day. We know how to look sharp and walk with him. We know how to, um, to, to engineer a move of God. So, so they don't know. They don't, they don't get it. They're brand new or, or, or they're children or whatever it might be. But, but, but just stay. You, get, you grow a little bit. Then you can get to Jesus. I hope we never become the crowd around Jesus that holds up somebody who's so desperate to get to him. That's so desperate to says, I don't know how all this works, but I want him. I don't have it all figured out, but I love what I feel when he's near. I want him. And so she goes, and the Bible says she fights through the crowd. She fights through those who've been walking with him. They were pushing her down, shoving her away, and she knew she couldn't get his attention. So the scripture says that she reached out and she touched just the hem. Now here's where some people would say, well, isn't this cute? The hem of the hem. No, the H-E-M. The, the hem of his garment. It's flawed. We, we know that a man's... Uh, a divine uh, man's um, uh, virtue doesn't flow. Their, their garment's not electrically uh, charged. We know that. We know that, 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 that that's not how this works. However, she would have grown up in the way of thinking in the Jewish community where the teaching would have been that even the robe embodies their power and their virtue. So although the thinking was flawed... The faith was right. It's not, it's, it's, no, don't do that. Don't touch the hymn. 
but it's all I can touch. No, no, that's not where it's at, but it's all I know to do. No, you're not doing it right, but it's all I can get through and do. No, no, you've not got it figured out yet. You can't do this. No, it's all I can do right. You don't understand. I've got no way to stop him except to do all I can do. And her faith was flawed, but her action was so right that the, the mentality she had was not where it was, but her faith was pure that she desired him. And the Lord Lord will always meet somebody at their faith and she reached out and she touched just the hem of his garment and he stopped in his tracks and he said somebody touched her imagine as the crowd was moving on the crowd stops in a hurry and Jesus is standing there and he looks and he says somebody touched me and he looks back and these people were thronging him people were grabbing his arm people were reaching out like he was some super celebrity that, that they didn't know exactly what to do with they were grabbing his hand hoping they could get a piece of this mighty movement in Jesus and hoping they could do all these things but people all all around were grabbing him but nobody was touching him because they were used to the presence at that point. They weren't hungry for something more. They weren't desiring something else. They weren't in the place in the economy where the Lord worked. You see, they were in man's knowledge, but they weren't in the faith climate. They were in this place where they say, we want Jesus. We want Jesus. But she said, I've got to have a touch. And so when they were grabbing him, they didn't stop him. But when she touched his garment, it stopped him. Why? Because her faith got a hold of him. And he said, I felt virtue. I felt something leave me. I I felt something come out of me. It was your garment, though. Yes, it wasn't about the garment, and it wasn't about what, what was going on. It was about her faith. It was about her faith. It was about her going to a place where man can only go when they believe so much that God can change my situation. It's about a place where they stop looking at 12 long years, and they start looking about today. Something can change in my life. Something can change. Something can happen. So I've got to learn that trusting in God to, can, can lead to an outcome that surpasses our temporal comprehension. And then you've got to understand right now that understanding may be limited. But faith allows us to be in harmony with God's plan. I'm speaking today to try to break the mode of how it has to be and how it has to look, how it has to seem. I know I mentioned this a while back, but such were some of you. Maybe not you, but your mother, your grandfather, your, your, your aunt, whoever it was. Somebody walked into a church for the first time. Somebody walked in an attic. Somebody walked in a mess. Somebody walked in upside down. Somebody walked in broken. Somebody walked in torn up. Somebody walked in tired. Somebody walked in weak. Somebody walked in still hung over from the night before. Somebody walked in. Somebody walked in fighting demons and fighting worries and fighting fears. Somebody walked in with the past they were embarrassed to talk about. Somebody walked in desperate for CR. Somebody walked in. Somebody walked in. Somebody hopped on a bus and made it to church and didn't exactly know what to do 
backed it up a little bit, fell asleep on the front row. Somewhere along the line, though, God got a hold of them and got them to an altar. And now, years later, here you are saying, I know how it works. I know what's done. I know you've lost faith. We've lost the element of faith to where mountains can be moved and waters can part. And I'm asking today, when it doesn't make sense, are you willing to say, God, I want you more? reality is, is Joshua was here and Joshua needed a victory today. Joshua needed a victory today and I'm hurrying to a close. But Joshua had to have something happen today. It needed to happen in this day. Like Benai, the son of Jehoiada, he wasn't waiting for a better day. The snow was falling. He found himself in a pit fighting a lion. And he said, you know what? Probably I could wait for a better day. I could wait for a sunny day. I could wait for this pit to be filled up. I could wait for a day when the, when the lion's weary. But he said, no, it's got to happen today. Today's the day. And Joshua said, I don't want to wait another day. So he didn't exactly know how it all worked. He didn't go through your science classes. He didn't have a a globe in front of him. He didn't know that it's not the sun that has to stand still, but it was the axis of the earth that had to stand still. He didn't know when he asked God to stop one element, what he was doing was actually saying, God, stop it for this one and stop it for that one. He didn't know there was a farmer somewhere that said, I wish I could have two more hours of daylight. And when he prayed that prayer, he was going to get two more hours of daylight. Joshua said, Lord... I need you to do something. And he said, son, stand still. And the Lord said, you got it all wrong, buddy, but I can meet you where your faith is. He didn't know when the Lord flung the earth into being. He didn't know when he set the sun. He said, son, I want you to go around this earth. Moon, I want you to go around this earth. I want this to happen. No, no, that's not what he did. He actually said, earth, I want you to spin on your axis. Uh, no, he, 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 didn't, he, didn't, he didn't tell the sun and moon. He said, sun and moon, you stay. But the earth, you're going to move because in the earth is life. In the earth are things that have to have good and bad days. In the earth are things that have to have the sun and the moon. In the earth are days, are, are things that have to have day and night. And Joshua said, I got to have a victory today. The Lord said, he didn't say, no, I can't do it because you're all wrong. No, he said, I like your faith. I know what you're asking me. I know what you mean. When my children were young, they would say, Dad, can we do this? And I would say, what do you mean? They would say, can we do that? And I would say, oh, I know what you're talking about. They were way off, but I knew the end result of what they were wanting. That's what faith does. Faith passes by the lack of understanding. And faith is a, is, a, is a language that only you and God can speak. Faith is a place where oftentimes words don't matter. Faith is a place where oftentimes the way you pray it, it doesn't matter. Faith is a place where oftentimes you, the way you word it, it doesn't matter. He's not a technical God. He's not a God that draws lines and puts red marks over your prayers. He's not a God that says, well, you're close, but not close enough if you make this movement and do this or that. He's not a God that says, well, you've not been praying it long enough. You've not been in it 20 years. No, he's a God that simply says, do you have faith? And if you have faith, if you have faith, if you have faith, I'll stop everything I've created. I'll stop all of it. I'll call time because in that moment, he said, I know the 
the sun. I know the sun needed to go away, but you need it. Okay. And he stopped the earth. He stopped the, all of the, all creation. He looked down and he said, Joshua, now we can do something. You're in a place where faith will move and faith will change. And faith, whatever you need. Whatever you need, you see the reality is that some, some can't help but believe the sun went where it needed to be. And the earth continued to move, but some believe that all that took place that day is the Lord provided a light that was from a source that we had never experienced before. You see, the reality is, is God can do whatever He desires to do. God can do whatever He wants to do. But the key to opening up Opening up the door is me saying, God, I don't know how it's going to work, but you're God and I'm not. I don't know how this is going to get better, but I know, I know you can heal, God. I don't know how this is going to change, God, but I know you can take down, Lord, the stronghold on this community, God. It's been here for years. I don't know how it's going to work, but I know, God, our doors can fling wide. I know these walls can be busted out, God. I know we can see the waters troubled. I know we can see lives change. I know it can happen, God. So I pray right now, God, I pray take knowledge away and let faith come. I pray take our way away and let faith come. I pray let our measurements be gone and let faith come. I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for signs. I pray for wonders. God, I pray in this house today, give babies where babies need to be given. I pray take cancer away. I pray take diabetes away. I pray let hearts be changed. And I'm praying give new lungs. Whatever needs to be done, God. You're able. You're able, God. You're able. You can do it, God. I trust you, God. I know you're able to do it. I know you're able to draw generations together. I know you're able to plant something for the next generation, God. I know you're able to see what's going to come in 30, 40, or 50 years, God, and let us know we'll be gone and we'll be far away. But God, there's a church that'll be here. Let us not make this our church, but let us make this your house and your church, God. Part the waters, God. Move the mountain, God, whatever it is we ask you. I pray you have that scripture Caitlin Proverbs do you have that I want you to read this as you come today I want you to read this familiar text trust I want someone to hear this right now someone who walked in heavy and tired someone who walked a little bit at a crossroads in your life I want you to hear this trust in the Lord with all everybody say all all thine heart and he tells us right now to lean not to your own understanding it goes on a little farther in all thy ways acknowledge him you know what Joshua was doing he was saying I don't know how this is going to work but I know you God I don't know how this is going to happen but I know you I don't know what's going to come of this but I know you so I'm acknowledging you right now I've done everything I can do 
and I can't let them go home tonight and get rest and come back tomorrow. They're tired and they're weary. My enemy is tired. Today's the day, so I'm asking you whatever needs to happen. The only thing I know to do is pray the sun stands still. That's all I know to do, but can you just do whatever you need to do? God, all I know is I need a healing. I'm not sure what that means or what that looks like, but you do whatever you need to do. I'm just speaking faith right right now. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your past. Some of you have been wondering how you're going to get there. The problem is you've been using prize and you've stopped using your faith. For I walk by faith, not by not by sight. Scott went to the, the conference the other day. I'm going to, I'm going to use this for a moment. They've been wondering. As you know, Scott and Nikki are missionaries. They're called to be missionaries. We've had them on loan, and they're called to be missionaries. I believe for two reasons. I believe because the Lord wanted to comfort and protect their family for a time, but I also believe it was because he needed a church family. I believe they need a church family this round. I believe that they need somebody at home that's praying for them when they're they're where they're headed. And so i tell you right now, we don't have Scott and Nikki forever. They are going to eventually be back on the field. But he went to conference, and a man walked across the aisle. He went believing. He trusted God. They took off work. And a man walked across the aisle and gave him a scripture. He gave him that scripture. And Scott said, I'll take it. I told him, I wish that stuff happened to me. I wish somebody would come do that to me. But the Lord knew you needed it. And spoke a scripture. It was a nice scripture. But he went home and studied that scripture. And that scripture opened up so many things and gave them such peace and such faith. Sometimes we don't know how and we don't know where from. We don't know what. But God can take somebody in a high rise of the back of the conference and say I don't know you but I've got a word for you I've got a word to speak to you and now I can say God I didn't know how but you already have made a way you've already made a way in Jesus name would you lift your hands to him right now in Jesus come on talk to him for a moment weren't sufficient for yes. me. Why do I talk myself out of seeing miracles? Yes, God. You are more than
what the Lord can do. And it's gonna happen. Just let the way make it through. He's gonna move. Yes, he's gonna move. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? What the Lord can do. It's gonna happen. Just let the way make it through. He's gonna move. He's gonna move. Anything is possible. Anything. Anything is possible. What the Lord can do. What the Lord can do. 